This is a Federal News Network podcast. You might have noticed that federal agencies are mostly stuck between phases one and two of a hope-for return to regular work locations. The return, though, seems stuck in neutral. And that's got agencies and their contractors starting to ask, what exactly is the future of federal work? Professional services contractor SAIC surveyed people across government to get a feel for what they're thinking. Here with some of the results, SAIC's Vice President for Digital Strategy, Mark Foreman. Mark, good to have you on. Thanks, Tom. So what was the purpose in surveying and who did you survey, first of all? The purpose was to figure out how has the response to the pandemic changed the federal government, both in terms of how people are doing work and what they're concerned and focusing on, and then take a look out into the future, what would be the the longer term, what I consider to be the recovery. So response phase, when you first uh, have the pandemic and you react, and then the recovery phase, how do you kind of pick up the pieces and, and where do you go from here longer term? And how did you get access to federal people to survey? Was it the customer list of SAIC? No, actually, we use uh, an independent firm, so it was a blind survey by a company called Market Connections. We asked them to focus on on three buckets of executives and decision makers. Uh, First, the public health community, so this would be agencies like Veterans Affairs and uh, the operating divisions in Health and Human Services. Uh, Secondly, the agencies involved in economic stimulus, like Small Business Administration, And third, the other, what we call public-facing or or public agencies, which would include uh, GSA and Social Security Administration. So those three buckets and a market connection uh, surveyed about 300 decision makers. And there's a lot of detail in the results, and it's not simply just a will-you-keep-teleworking type of survey. What do you think were the top-line findings with respect to what agencies will be doing in the future? Well, the, the first one is that we've basically moved from the concept of telework to remote work. So before COVID-19 hit, uh, people were working one to two days a week telework. And uh, today, um, in response to the pandemic, certain agencies are even above five days a week like the healthcare agencies, and I think that was one of the surprise. We know they're working hard, but uh, working remotely more than five days a week. And then into the future, that uh, it's more than three days, so three to four days a week people now are planning to work remote, which really changes the nature of uh, when do you go into a federal office building. So that's the number one uh, surprise. Uh, number two is uh, the survey of what the challenges are going forward in this, this next phase as uh, agencies adjust. And uh, we found that at the top of the list, um, more than three-quarters of the respondents were concerned about how do they keep the employees safe that have to come into work, you know, agencies like defense, and, uh, and how do they prepare the workplace to keep it safe when they want to bring people into the work. And then the, the second is uh, the economic stimulus. Uh, uh, how do they protect against fraud, waste, and abuse? How do they make sure that they're efficiently allocating the money? And the third, uh, really, what we thought would be higher was the cybersecurity challenges. I think we've all read and heard about uh, the various attacks. 
um, that uh, that's kind of middle of the pack of the, the top challenges in the, the survey. What does SAIC see as the contractor role in helping agencies cope with this new way of working? Well, I think there are a couple that are uh, part of this longer-term shifting to the, the future where uh, people are basically working remote. One of those is considering that a lot of the agencies did very heroic and, and successful, I think you see from the results, moving to remote work. But we know there are better ways to do that. And, and I think the next phase we see improved cybersecurity and cost takeout on uh, creating that secure virtual work environment and uh, allowing you to use the same secure environment, whether you're on-premise or working from the home office, whatever that may be. I think the second one is an IT modernization. And we know that the scale overwhelmed a lot of these legacy systems. Um, I think it's pretty clear from the survey results that uh, government's going to look to partner with industry to not just modernize those systems, but be able to scale up and down. You know, many things like we've talked about for years with the, the cloud and the benefits of the cloud, but now uh, taking advantage of that as we modernize a lot of these uh, economic systems and, and financial systems. We're speaking with Mark Foreman. He's Vice President for Digital Strategy at SAIC. So in other words, the IT modernization goals themselves may have shifted, and what it is agencies need to accomplish with modernization has moved away from data centers and networks snaking through buildings to the almost hub-and-spoke effect of people being remote with a lot of services in the cloud. Oh, that's right, Tom. And I think, you know, with my uh, former federal CIO hat on, there's going to be a lot of change in business processes, whether that leverages RPA and automation to be able to scale to these volumes, uh, because it is so hard to, to hire a lot of people to scale, and you don't want to scale up and then scale down by hiring and firing. But I think that's going to be one thing that we'll see. And then I think, you know, it's always when you you have this big of a change that has process technology and people implications, uh, we'll start to see some modernized business practices as well. And I think the survey points to the fact that those are going to be around fraud, waste, and abuse and, and efficiency and effectiveness and program management. And as far back as when you were with the Office of Management and Budget, and that was during the George W. Bush administration, the government has been trying to, over and over again, reduce its real estate footprint. GSA has been trying to do this. White Houses have been trying to do this. Do you get the sense that now it really might happen? Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the, the key concerns about leveraging telework was lost productivity. And the survey shows that the executives and decision makers were asked around these questions, saw an increase in productivity. To the extent, again, it's, it's notional. They, they believe that their productivity increased, and, and we've got to trust that. That's a change in, in attitude towards telework. But again, you know, you look at the, what the survey is saying, and it's really a shift from telework to remote work. We've overcome a lot of the fears that uh, seem to be a constraint in the past. Because there were telework centers, or I should say remote work centers, proposed and tried quite a number of years ago just to avoid people having to do the bad commutes into D.C., you know, the suburb to central city model. But those never really caught on. So remote working today still means, it sounds like, people being separated from one another because what's the difference between going to a big telework or remote working center with lots of people and going to the regular office with lots of people? I think that's right on target. What I have taken away from the survey results is that if, you, if you're going to be in office by yourself during your work, you might as well do that at home and avoid all the hassles with the traffic. 
when you have to come in to collaborate with your colleagues and you can't do it via online video conferencing, you know, using today's tools, then you'll see much more secure use of conference facilities, and, and that, that may be the office building of the future. It's a, uh, a meeting place as opposed to an office space. Interesting. And so what's your best advice for federal managers that, I mean, we have a possibly a change in presidential administrations coming, and so it's going to be falling to, I think, the standing career workforce to deal with how agencies operate in the future. Maybe Congress will have something to say. But what's what's your best advice for planning that uh, we're not going to come back to the way it was in March 15th of 2020? Well, I think number one is to understand what the implications are for the way your program office does its work or your agency does its work. If you're spending a lot of time on your own and you need limited interaction uh, with the team, then you should be set up for securely accessing your your data and your applications. And that should be the communication back to the CIOs. By the same token, I think the CIOs should be looking at how do these new technologies, which you know tend to really favor greater collaboration, secure collaboration, leveraging the cloud and the on-premise data stores, what needs to be done to make that more responsive, more secure? And so I think there's a role for both the CIO teams in terms of how technology is leveraged and the, the mission side or the business side of the agencies to look at where are the opportunities for transformation? Mark Foreman is Vice President for Digital Strategy at SAIC. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. It's good to talk with you. We'll post this interview along with a link to the study at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 